When aspects of a complex case exceed your personal expertise, you bring in a co-counsel to add the specific insight your firm needs for next-level results. Marketing in the legal industry requires complex strategy and insight far beyond anything you learn in law school. Want more for your law firm? Time to bring in a marketing co-counsel. Welcome to CounselCast. I'm your host, Karen Conroy, your marketing co-counsel. In every episode, I discuss marketing topics with experts who answer your questions and help your firm get more. Here's today's guest. Well, hi, everybody. My name is Shermeen Laka, and I am the managing attorney of Level Up Legal. Level Up Legal is a women-owned virtual law firm that focuses on startups, digital companies, and entrepreneurs to help them level up their business and stay protected. I'm excited to be here and talk about how I was able to launch my business completely using social media and tools online. This is so exciting. Thank you so much for being here, Shermaine. I am really excited to talk to you about this because I think there are a lot of attorneys and lawyers out there that feel like social media is a total waste of time. So you are living proof of that not being the case. So the big question we're going to talk about is kind of how you got started and and how do you get engagement on social media? How do you, I think a lot of people just kind of throw stuff out there and then they just leave it there. And then they just, you know, there's not really anything happening. They're just kind of throwing their blog content out there without anybody engaging with it. Absolutely. When I first started my business, it's really interesting to think about. I was working in big law and I just decided that I wanted to work with creators and entrepreneurs that I really cared about. And so I started a website and then I really started posting about what I was doing on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook, because back then, you know, TikTok wasn't that huge and I'm not very much a Twitter person, but I knew what I was good at. And um, that was really actually the focus on Instagram. And with Instagram, I started putting out content that wasn't only informational, but really highlighting a lot of the clients that I was working with. So I started doing client spotlights and then having those businesses reshare, you get more engagement. And so that was something like that I did. Now, you know, we've really decided to use a social calendar. We're putting a lot of video content on there and now we're using TikTok. So It's so amazing that I was able to start a service-based business completely without spending a dollar on social media or marketing. And I was able to connect with founders very easily through that. I think that's such a good point that I feel like a lot of people think they need to start with ads and spending a lot of money and doing those things that it was kind of, that's sort of the traditional way of marketing, right? Like you put out an ad or you put up a billboard or, um, you know, whatever you start by thinking about how much money you're going to spend. And, and that wasn't the case at all for you. And that wasn't how you figured out how to do it right. Yeah, absolutely not. So what I did was, you know, it's so amazing. There's always the good and bad side to social media. Some people find that, you know, there's obviously things that can be draining, can be time consuming, especially when you're in a business. But if you look at it, like this is a free commercial, this is a free way to connect by doing that. It's such a new generation of starting businesses where you can literally use those platforms to launch businesses. Um, Now, even, you know, e-commerce businesses, service-based businesses, you can just connect with people accordingly. And I can't ever, you know, undermine the using all of the tools, hashtags, tagging, um, commenting, just being really engaging um, with different businesses. 
And as we continue to do that and use, you know, now reels are really popular on Instagram. We are using all of those tools to try to reach out and you don't need a huge following. That's the thing, you know, for us, we don't have a huge following, but it's more about connecting with people who are going to bring you a return on business and focusing on what you're good at. For us, we have a lot of cool points like women owned and, you know, female founded. And so we try to focus on that quite a bit. I have a lot of clients who start out with SEO and they think that the answer with SEO is just numbers with traffic. And I talk a lot about how you could get a lot of traffic from the wrong SEO people and you can be getting like hundreds of people from the Ukraine all of a sudden coming to your website. And it's like, who cares? <laughs> you know, they have nothing to do. They're not going to buy anything from you. So it's about getting that right traffic. I think that's, that's such an important point to, um, focus on that it's not if if you have a hundred followers and those hundred followers are all potentially going to buy some really valuable um, service from you that might be all you need but you could also have a hundred thousand followers that are all just wrong uh, people and they're not buying anything and so that's it's less valuable so um, I think that's that's such a cool and important thing so how long ago do you think you set up your Instagram account so I set it up, honestly, the day that I started. So I got the domain and I was thinking about names and businesses, which is honestly such a hard thing to do. Um, level Up Legal kind of came to me because, you know, I really want to help businesses and entrepreneurs level up. And so I started it the day I launched my website. So about two and a half years ago. And when I started, it was just me. So that was honestly overwhelming to be able to, you know, post and work and do everything as all entrepreneurs do, you know, when they first start out. Now we have a social calendar, which is a lot more helpful. But getting started right away is important because with social media, a lot of times, you know, especially in our generation, we're so used to curated content because that was how we started out being perfectionism. And now Gen Z and the new generation, like they'll post TikToks on their pajamas. They don't even care. So it's quantity, like getting in front of people constantly. I'm constantly infiltrating people with content, information, my face, my business, um, the girls that I work with, my team. And so now when people are like, or if you're at dinner and someone's like, oh, I need a lawyer for this, they automatically think of me because I'm constantly on their feed. And it's more about... Definitely it's about quality, but it's also about quantity. Don't be afraid to post. Just put it out there. I think that's a that's good advice with any business. Just you have to be fearless in everything that you do. And although it can feel a little bit like, ooh, is that cringy? Ooh, is that good enough? <laughs> is this gonna undermine my business? Just do what feels natural to you. You know, I recently it was so crazy. I went to Las Vegas this summer for a TikTok for lawyers event. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> and how many people were there? <laughs> that sounds like such a small little group. It was how many? See attorneys there. But nice. You know, I cannot um, undermine the value of TikTok right now because, um, yeah, it came out like as a dancey app and it was, you know, you thought it was Gen Z. Some of these lawyers have over a million followers and they're That's amazing. giving you information very easily, uncurated, it doesn't take them too long. And they are generating business that way. When I went there, I myself was shocked. I was like, oh, I'm getting started on TikTok. I have the least amount of followers, the least amount of traction. And then I was like, okay, some of these lawyers are dancing on there, which I don't know. <laughs> what we do now is we just put informational videos out. And so that is so cool. It goes in line with what we believe in. And it's been awesome. 
So that's, that is so cool. So I have another client who does immigration law and she has found total success with TikTok. And I was shocked. And this was maybe six, eight months ago. She was leaving a different firm and starting out on her own. And she was going to, you know, kind of thinking about different practice areas. And she ended up only solely uh, doing TikTok because she is in the Midwest. She's a blonde, very American looking person, but she speaks fluent Spanish. So she's on there speaking fluent Spanish and she kind of stands out. And her name is Angel too. So it's like a very memorable kind of thing. And she's out there being very professional and just providing resources for an immigration is such a, you know, such a important and needed thing. People are searching for it in so in such a huge way. And all of a sudden, when she was originally thinking about a few different practice areas, she said, never mind. I have more information or more leads and traffic coming in from TikTok for immigration than I can possibly handle. So this is all we're doing. And it's been super successful. So I think that is going to be super shocking to a lot of attorneys. I mean, thinking about there being a, a conference and there's 60 attorneys, you know, so it does seem like you're kind of at the forefront of this TikTok thing. So I think they, it would be interesting to hear a little more about kind of what's your approach? What do you not do? Like, it sounds like you're not doing the dancing. <laughs> what, what do you kind of recommend for people to get started on TikTok? So, you know, definitely being authentic and natural is really important and doing what's in line with you. There's nothing wrong with dancing on TikTok. <laughs> um, but I do feel like because of where I stand as a minority woman who's a little bit younger and for me, being really professional on TikTok is important because I don't, for optics reasons, it's important to put value to your business and not feel undermined. So something that we do is we not only show, you know, information that questions that clients have asked us, so we put together different topics that people have been asking us lately, different things in the news. And my team, you know, we have different interests. So we do a lot of information on IP and trademarks. One of my associates is really connected with the influencer community. So she talks about different influencer contracts. I focus more on this investment and business. So I, you know, provide information about that. And then we also do fun stuff. You know, when we do team dinners and we want to do voiceovers, things like that, just to really reflect who we are as a team. So I think that's what's really important when it comes across as not authentic. I think that doesn't go well, but with TikTok, it's quantity, quantity, quantity. People at that convention, they inform me that they post twice a day. And oh my gosh, you know, but they are not curating it like Instagram, like how they're not making it perfect. They're just putting it out there and that's how you gain traction and following. So it's different platforms, you know, really matter of how you use them. Instagram, we do, you know, um, a little bit more informational plus it stays on your feed. So yeah. for me, Instagram is like a business card almost. Like when you refer to somebody or refer to a business, you usually show their Instagram and it, people sure. can see, you know, the top 10 to 12 pictures on their feed. TikTok, you don't really use it as showing a business. Someone's not going to say, oh, look at Level Up Legal and go to TikTok. But yeah. if there's a good video, they will share it. And then that's, you know, how you gain traction that way. That is so cool. So then tell me more about like how often you said some of the people at the conference were posting like up to twice a day on TikTok. What is your overall strategy for like how often both on TikTok and Instagram? And then originally you said you were doing a lot of it on your own. Do you have, it, it sounds like you're sharing the job with some of your team members now, right? Yeah. So I was originally doing it a lot by myself. Um, and that was 
very hard. We actually got, yeah. we then we actually started working with a web designer and a brand, someone who helps with brand identification. So we came up with a color scheme that we liked for background because it's easy on the eyes. We post on Instagram probably three to four times a week and TikTok, we're trying to do, you know, two, two videos a week. It gets kind of hard, you know, to be able to do that um, and also work and get that all yeah, right. But I have team members, um, you know, I have student attorneys and they're a little bit more into that generation and they understand the value of it. So they create a um, social calendar. And I think that is so key because, you know, thinking about when you're going to post in the middle of doing everything else you have to do is hard. I look at my calendar, we have the captions in there and I just do it kind of honestly when I'm in bed first thing in the morning, I just lay in bed and post. So do you batch any of your posts, like do a bunch of them and get them ready? Like, especially on Instagram, I think you can't really do that on TikTok, but on Instagram, do you kind of plan them out, get things done ahead of time? Or are you doing it almost like, you know, as it happens? So we batch them out. Um, so okay. what I will do for actually today after, cause I'm actually dressed working from home. Um, I am probably going to post or film a TikTok and save it in drafts. Um, and then, so, you know, it's good to get a bunch done in what, you know, one hour and in one sitting and that way, you know, you don't feel like you're constantly trying to film it. I write out the things I'm going to say on the transcript website and then I just post it. Um, awesome. and you know, when you have team members, they can have access to getting on with you and, uh, being able to post all that information, but it is truly amazing, you know, how much traction you do get just by using these tools. I've never paid for advertisement and I've never really needed to at this point. I have been looking at, you know, SEO potentially to just see, you know, what kind of traction I could get. But then, like you said, you don't want, um, you know, just a lot of traction from things that aren't going to convert. It's all about conversion yeah. at the end of the day. Right. And I have a lot of clients who do that and then they end up just wasting a lot of time with useless calls. So they get, they do get more calls, but they're not valuable calls. So, um, so then it's like, well, that wasn't really worth it. So what would you estimate about how much time do you think between you and your team you spend each week just kind of preparing and recording and spending on social media? And then it sounds like it definitely, you see a return. Like how, how often do you feel like you get an actual response that's a conversion that, that really pays off? So our entire business has been conversions that have paid off through social media or, you know, because of those referrals. So that's how we built the entire business, referrals and social media connections. Each of us probably spend maybe three to four hours a month. Oh, wow. Together, everything. So not bad at all. I know that, you know, we've gotten a lot better at it. So one of my team members does the art or the Canva. It probably takes her, you know, between 20 and 30 minutes to do each one. And then filming, you know, we all do it. So maybe, I guess, all together, all of us probably spend not more than 15 to 20 hours a month. Putting That's amazing. Together. And it's kind of something we could do on the weekends, too, just thinking about different things. But it's not too bad because it doesn't have to be lengthy or long. It just has to be, you know, good information that, you know, you can provide people. So Yeah, I know a lot of firms who do, who spend way more than that writing blog posts. And the blog posts... You know, for, for a lot of them, they're, they're seen as this like long game and they're spending a lot of time on certain blog posts that just don't have any payoff at all. And so, uh, that seems like a really reasonable amount of time for something that you're seeing success with. Yeah. So we actually were thinking about starting a blog, but our strategy has been this because, 
you know, people aren't necessarily looking just for level up. They really want to go to publications that they rely on. So what we've been doing is using other people's platforms or publications and writing posts on there because the amount of time it takes to build a following with your information on a blog post can be a little bit long. So we use this thing called Hero, Help Reporter Out. You can sign up for their newsletters. It comes three times a day. And if there is a piece that, you know, is aligned with what you're doing, it has all types of information from astrology to health to legal to politics. But if there's one that's law related, people get featured in Forbes, Business Insider, all of these great publications. We take that, we get featured, then we post it on our own pages to show credibility. And it's just kind of a full circle thing. But valuing your time when it comes to social media is so important because at the end of the day, we have stuff to do too. We have to actually work right. and deliver to clients, but yeah, pay the bills. Yeah, exactly. Those are such great tips. So we are going to put together a, a download where it has however many, I can't remember how many tips you've covered, probably at least five or six tips so that people can kind of download all of that stuff. Cause I feel like there's so much there that people will want to actually like download and have a checklist and have those resources that you mentioned. Um, so that, that is amazing. Um, anything else that you want to offer about social media in general? And then I'm going to ask you about a book. For social media, I would say, similar to what I said before, know what you're good at and which platforms that you think will present you the best and understand how they work. For example, Instagram, you want to have quality content because it remains on your page and people look at that and refer back to it. TikTok, it's going to be quantity over quality, but obviously put out quality items. I'll follow the trends. You know, there's so much information out there and it's such a good resource and it's still untapped. Twitter, people often say that's one of the best places to find clients because when it comes to level of sophistication, my understanding it's Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok. Know your clientele, who you want to get, who you want to reach and then post that way and be fearless. Put yourself out there. If you're really trying to build a business today, using these social media tools is vital. Otherwise you're going to be under the wave. There are too many, yeah. too many lawyers out there. A lot of people are leaving big firms now to start out on their own and really using social media as their game. And that's just how people get information. So as much totally. as feel intimidating, just do it. Yeah, no, that's, that's such a good, I feel like so many lawyers are super risk averse. And so they feel like, oh, I just don't really understand social media. So I'm just going to avoid it. Like it just kind of, you know, not make any eye contact and look the other way. <laughs> so Shermeen, tell me where, what information you've been reading, what books or resources where you have kind of got all of these great ideas. So books, I actually, so I know a lot of people or entrepreneurs read a lot of business books and trying to get better at the things that they do in their craft. I spend a lot of time reading news and different articles on that. So I'm part of a lot of, you know, Female Founders Collective, Riveter, Helm, the 10,000. I get a lot of information that way, learning about business itself. But when it comes to books, I read a lot about spirituality and learning how to learn more about myself and the way that I work best. Um, each person, in my opinion, has a path and ha knows what they're good at and getting there and learning about it is so important. So right now I'm reading a book called God is Me. It's actually a book written by my spiritual coach. 
And um, her name is Georgia. She's from Australia. And the book is really interesting because, especially when it comes to work, personally, I am somebody who really works a lot. And I run myself to the ground sometimes. But maybe working harder isn't working smarter. And this is exactly the same thing with social media. When I first started, I was kind of haphazardly posting and like, you know, doing it at midnight and stressing about it. Smarter thing to do was to create a calendar, spend 10 to 15 hours a week, film, you know, three or four videos in one sitting and just be done with it without stressing. So for me, the books that I read are really about figuring out what works for me on a personal and spiritual level and um, putting that together with my business and what I do. That is so cool, first of all, and and so important because I feel like I go back a lot to strategy and kind of start with a lot of my firms about talking about strategy. And it's a similar approach where if you are just kind of throwing all of these tactics in and trying this and trying that, there's no real plan in place. But this is even a deeper level of strategy because you are getting to like the heart of not just your business, but yourself and figuring out where your strengths are, how to really apply those, but also the things that aren't working and aren't working just for you in general in life. That sounds amazing. I can't wait to take a look at that. And we will definitely add that in the library so that other people can reference that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's definitely one of those that is an easy read, but yeah, you know, figuring out who you are as a person and how you run as a business with entrepreneurial advice. I always say hear everybody, but don't listen to everybody because there's so much oh, I love that. out there. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think so many people talk about, you know, not taking things personally, but when it's your personal business, it's really hard. Oh, yeah. And so when things go great, like you personally feel super pumped and like successful and whatever. But then when things, when there, you know, when there's bumps in the road and things don't go the way they should, it's hard to not take it personally because, you know, it is a reflection of this thing that you've built, you know, so that's excellent. Thank you for that awesome recommendation. That's a, that's a new one. So I, I'm always looking for good <laughs> resources. Well, Shermin, thank you so much for being here. I know this is going to be super valuable to a lot of people who are always asking me these questions about social media. We will link to you and your website and all of your social media platforms on our website. Um, anything else you want to add or any other links or resources you want to add um, as we close out? So yeah, so you have all my information. You can follow us on Instagram at Level Up Legal. You can check out our TikTok. We're, we're definitely ramping that up a bit. Um, but awesome. this is great. I think that, you know, having resources for attorneys and what you do is amazing. So thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to check it out. Thanks. Thanks so much. Thanks for coming. Thank you for listening to this episode of the CounselCast podcast. I know that by implementing what you heard today, your law firm will achieve more. Be sure to visit the website at council-cast.com for the resources mentioned on the episode. If you enjoyed the episode, I would appreciate it if you could rate and review the podcast on Apple and subscribe to your favorite podcast platform. See you on the next one.